hello Kinney. We are on day 10 of our 31 days of prayer. And today we're gonna pray that God would continue to limit the spread of the virus. I wanna pray that specifically for our city. Uh, we'll come back to this again, Lord willing, in, um, in uh, several days, in another week or so. And we're gonna pray this again. Uh, if we need to keep praying it, we pray that maybe by that time we won't need to pray it. But we're gonna pray specifically for our city now and later on we'll, we'll pray it uh, for other countries and other areas. But if you look at the 31 days of prayer guide, we're focusing in on Psalm 115 verse three. Let me read that for us. It says, our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Very simple, straightforward verse that declares the absolute sovereignty of God. That's what this verse is saying. He is in the heavens and he does all that he pleases. Now, if you notice, the context of this verse is it's actually in response to people who are saying, where is your God? Saying to the people of God, where is your God? Look at verse two. It says, why should the nation say, where is their God? Where is he? You hear people say that all the time especially when tragedy strikes. I wonder if you've heard people say that during this time. If God is real, then where was he when you had to bury your family member? If, if, if God is real, then where was your God when you lost your job? If there is a God, then where was he in 2001 when over 2,000 people died in New York? Or where was he when the coronavirus started spreading across the globe? Where was he when billions of people lived in fear and uncertainty? Where was he when it felt like the whole world had to go on lockdown? Where was your God? That's a question people are probably asking today. Maybe a question you've already been asked. What's the answer? What's the answer that the psalmist gives? Where is God in all of this? Does he have power to do anything? Does he care? Where is God? Verse 3 our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Where is he? God is still on his throne. And he's still working all things according to the counsel of his will. Now, interestingly, the psalmist goes on to contrast this one true God with the false gods of the pagan nations who say, where is your God? the false gods that they worship. Notice what he goes on to say about their false gods. Verse four, their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths, but do not speak, eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear, noses, but do not smell. They have hands, but do not feel, feet, but do not walk, and they do not make a sound in their throat. See what he's saying? These false gods, these idols, these gods of pagan nations are not like the one true God. They are idols, uh, are, they are fake little statues that have no power to do anything. They can't speak, they can't see, they can't hear, they can't walk. They are helpless. But, verse 3, our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. This is really important to get. Because this, this passage goes on to say that the gods or God, that which we trust, in whom we trust, will determine how we live our lives. Look at verse eight. Look at what verse eight says, referring to these idols. Those who make them become 
like them. So do all who trust in them. Now, what does he mean? He's saying we become like what we worship. We start to resemble what we revere. We start to turn into what we trust. And so if you trust a dead, lifeless, mute, helpless statue, you're going to start to be like that. You're going to be dead on the inside. You're not going to have any ears to hear or eyes to see the truth. You're not going to have a mouth to be able to speak the truth. You'll have no hope because your hope is in that which cannot give you hope. Listen, church, if we are not careful, we can fall into the same trap. Don't think for a second that we don't fall prey to worshiping false gods. Maybe you don't bow down before a mini statue, but we, we go after other gods of our own making all the time. Think about what it does to you, what you start to act like when you place your trust in something other than the one true God who does all that he pleases. Let me give one example. What happens when you start trusting in the information you receive in the news? Let's think about this. You're glued to the TV. You're hoping to gain more info about what's going on. You're glued to the internet, whatever it is. And the more and more you watch or read about the chaos in the world, what happens to your heart? The more and more chaos you feel on the inside. It doesn't give you peace. It doesn't settle your heart. Because when you trust in that, that which you trust in, you start to look like. If you're trusting in gaining knowledge about the chaos that's happening in the world, you start feeling chaos on the inside. But when you trust in the Lord, the one true God of the universe, you don't feel chaos. We feel peace because God is a God of peace. We start to resemble what we revere. We turn into what we trust. Doesn't mean we become God himself, but we start to look like him, resemble his character. If God is a God of peace and we're trusting him, we're going to start feeling peace. And that's why the psalmist goes on to say what he says in verse 9. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. We can trust the Lord. Why? Because our God is not some helpless, dead, worthless idol. Our God sits in the heavens and he does all that he pleases. So let's pray now that he would be pleased to limit the spread of this virus specifically in Austin. Let's pray. Father, we praise you for the truth that you're in heaven, not sitting back idly doing nothing, but you do all that you please. Nothing catches you by surprise. You you do not get frustrated with what happens in the world as if it catches you off guard, as if you are powerless to do anything different. You sit in the heavens, you do all that you please. Father, we pray that we would trust in you, the one true God, that we would trust in you and find peace for our souls in this time. And we pray, Father, we cry out to you, we plead with you that you limit the spread here in Austin. Lord, would you prevent this coronavirus from spreading any further? I pray that its peak would end and that we would start to see decline in the number of cases. You sit in the heavens, you do all that you please. So God, be pleased with limiting the spread in our city. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.